0: We the Mafia, we the Mafia. Bills Mafia, Bills Mafia. mafia. We the Mafia, yeah. mafia. Bills mafia Bills Mafia. What is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome to another edition of the Mafia Cast. How is everybody doing out there? Appreciate you listening, and um, you know, as always, hit the the subscribe button, the like, the share. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcast, uh, you know, hit the the ratings, the the reviews, all of that. We really appreciate all the support. What's going on, Casey? How are you? Well.
1: I'm not as bad as I was last week. I can say that much. For some reason, I feel like that Jets loss kind of brought me back to my drought roots and definitely thickened the skin a little bit. So it made this past Sunday. Everybody's saying it's like one of the worst losses that we've had like ever. And I, ca- I can understand that take, but I'd, I'm used to it at this point in my life.
0: <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> we're definitely going to dive into the game. I kind of dig some did some digging that's kind of a little bit of a tongue twister there, but uh, <laughs> to um, I want to dig into some of the numbers because what I'm seeing in the games is not what's being said by a lot of Bills mafia or even the media. And so I wanted to pull up some numbers and dig into that a little bit and, and see. Um, so we'll kind of dive into that a little bit later, but I mean, just to ask you, so you're sitting there and you're watching that game. Um First half, what's going through your mind? How how are you feeling at the, you know, half half time of that game?
1: I mean, from the last two games, not great. I mean, we were all making fun of the Ravens when they blew those three halftime leads, and <laughs> now look, we're in the exact same boat. We did the exact same thing, the same way too. I mean, for all all of them. Um. Yeah. The only the the one game we just didn't let the Packers win. Somehow that's because they were down to their what practice squad wide receivers. Um, that's
0: I just have to begin with.
1: Be, yeah. Well. That, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I mean, I just didn't. I wasn't super confident the whole time, just because I I was scared. I mean, welcome to being life of a Bills fan. We're used to seeing stuff like this happen. Um. I was disappointed, but like I said, it didn't last nearly as long as the Jets one did.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, at, at halftime, I, I want to bring up what Scott here says because, you know, I mentioned last week he's a Vikings fan. Uh, oh. And to his credit, he has not been harassing me quite as much as somebody else that keeps hitting me up in my Facebook DMs. But, uh, <laughs> so Scott, it's this great game. Some bad calls benefiting both teams. You guys gave it away. We had to earn it. And that's true. I Buffalo agree with that everything. Statement. Oh, well, Buffalo did everything they could to help the Vikings get back in the game and and hand that one over to, them, to the Vikings' credit. They took advantage of it. They did what they needed to do to take advantage of those mistakes. Um, so there were so many mistakes, though. My goodness. I, I have never watched a game – and, again, I've been watching football since 1988. <laughs> I've never oh, seen – where one team won a game so many times – only to lose if that makes any sense in my oh, well, mind I, it does not but
1: they, I, I I get what you're saying they they had so many opportunities to shut the door and they just couldn't or wouldn't or weren't allowed to it, it was just it was mind-boggling watching that yeah, fourth
0: quarter. yeah it, it really was yeah um, <laughs> Like I, the main thing, well, so there's a couple of, of things and that I'm looking at specifically. Uh, they're going four and fourth down inside the ten. Like I, I texted you as soon as it happened. I was like, I am so sick of seeing coaches do this. Just get the freaking points.
1: So, but everybody, what two years ago was clamoring for McDermott to be more aggressive.
0: So, and now it's, I mean,
1: yeah. Which one? Which one is it? You know, uh,
0: there's an in between. Yeah, like This is how I look at it. If you're on our side of the field and you're not in field goal range or if you're like borderline and it's fourth and like one, two, or three, somewhere around here, okay, do it. Go for it. We've got a great defense. So if you don't make it, okay. But when you're in field goal range in a game where you're already up by two scores and you can make it a 13-point game at, I believe it was a 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter, and our defense was playing pretty pretty good at that point. Um, you get the points. Like they talk about all the time in the NFL how I don't know what the number is, but like 70, 80 percent of all the games, regardless of the opponents, it's a one-score game. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then take the damn points. Like I am so frustrated with that that sentiment. And I don't want to go so far as to say that analytics is ruining the game, but I do feel like the coaches are starting to use that as a crutch. Yes. Well, why'd you go for it here? Well, because analytics said so. Well, what about the past one hundred years' history of this game? What is that said to do? Like, you take the points. If we take the points there, I don't think anything any of that happens.
1: I I I think we kick the field goal. We win. I agree
0: with yeah. you. Yeah, that that completely changed the this the whole. Yeah. It just changed everything, in my opinion. Um, and then you go to the fourth and eighteen. Back-to-back sacks to get him to 4th and 18. I was like, all right, here we go. Throws it up. Cam Lewis out jumps. <laughs> um, Justin Jefferson. And next thing you know, Jefferson comes down with it. I didn't play professional football. I didn't play college football. I play a lot, you know, just pick up ball out on the street with my friends and stuff. I, I know corner 101, you swat the ball. Fourth down, you knock the ball away. Even if it's a gimme interception, you knock the ball away because you're because of field position. Um, so that was another frustrating point. I, I will say this though, just off of my own personal experience, as you guys know, I was in the army. Right, we trained constantly for every possible situation and scenario you can imagine. You train and you train and you train to the point where you, it's tiring. You, okay, I got it. I know what I'm doing. But when the you know, bullets start flying, which I have been in that situation. It does change things. It is far more difficult to, to think like that and know, you know, and, and to take the appropriate actions. Um, I was, we were on a convoy in Iraq strolling along. There's three of us, three Humvees. Uh, I was in the third one sitting up top on the, the 50 Cal and we got ambushed and there were RPGs flying between our vehicles. And in that moment, I spun around to where the firing was coming from, but it did not shoot. I didn't fire anything because we were in the middle of a town. There was women and children all in the streets. It's like, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, I think it was, but it was pitch black. And we got out of there, of course, obviously everybody was fine. But I got a little bit of shit from my, my, my buddies because I didn't shoot. I didn't fire at that general direction. And I'm like, there's people everywhere. <laughs> like I'm not yeah. just going to start laying 50 cows down range. And, and hope I hit the right thing. I I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever seen what a 50-get-out can do to a person, but it basically will split you in half. So until you're actually in the situation despite all the training, I do understand how you might make the wrong choice. I Absolutely. get that. But, dang, swat the ball away. <laughs> but at the Game same over.
1: time, I mean, Justin Jefferson just made one and- hell of – and it was a lucky catch. There's there's no denying it. I had this debate with two of my friends today, and my friend said the only unlucky calls that there really are in football is whether you get the penalty flag thrown on you or not thrown on you when you're supposed when the opposite is supposed to happen, basically, like the pass, interfer- pass inter- blatant pass interference or blatant holding where it's not called which i understand i understand that, that point but in almost every amazing football play there's some luck in part of that yeah. the fact that cam lewis didn't get one more knuckle around that football <laughs> in order to have that that more that much more strength to hold on to it the fact that just everything that kirk cousins threw it perfect like that perfectly that far uh, everything just worked out there is some sort of luck to that and the Bills, at this point, we're an unlucky franchise. I mean, look <laughs> at all the bad breaks we've had. My Titans friend God said, way, huh? "Yeah, I mean, my Titans friend said it takes a miracle to beat the Bills." The slip against the Titans last year, Hale Murray, sixty mile an hour wins for the Patriots to beat us in our home stadium last year. Um, the a f- botched bumble, fumble snap for a, an, a touchdown, not even a safety. In the uh, fourth quarter, that catch—I mean, everything. I mean, it has just been—it's yeah. just been incredibly unlucky. And I, there's yeah. not much more we can really do than just dig in, keep going, <laughs> keep fighting, and, and just do what we yeah. did throughout the drought. You know, we're still six and three. Scott, oh, I, dude, I, I've been the one that has defended that, defended that it was more skill. Trust me, I, I'm giving all this. Credit in the world to Justin Jefferson for making that he match.
0: he he killed us.
1: Oh, absolutely! He I mean, had he, almost
0: two hundred yards in that game. I yeah, think it was. I think it was like one hundred eighty or one hundred ninety.
1: Yeah, and deservedly yeah. so. We just like I mean he he just outplayed our s- entire secondary.
0: And here's the thing too that makes it even more impressive. As far as from from what I saw was, you know, of course I saw lots of people on Twitter like, oh, you know we got to get new corners. Our DBs are terrible. The rookies are playing like, you know, crap, blah, blah, blah. But watch those plays. He was contested almost every single time, and he just made the catch. He out-muscled them and outplayed them to get to the ball. There was, there might have been some wide open catches that I don't recall any. All I remember is our guys were there. They were in good coverage. He just made the play. Like, you know who he really
1: missed crazy. in the second half was Tremaine Edmonds. I didn't see yep, I was any. That. I didn't see any Tremaine Edmonds slander this week. Nothing. No. Nothing. I didn't see any. See, I told you, Terrell Dodson's way better than him. Not from anybody, and especially nobody in particular that I was making sure didn't say anything.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Did you see the the videos going around on on Twitter showing the Edmonds uh, making or in coverage? In, in the first half?
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Dude, I don't down. know of another middle linebacker in the lead that can cover wide receivers straight up like he was. That, that's that's insane. And then he goes away. All of a sudden, the Vikings are moving the ball, especially particularly in the air. Um, I'm going to throw this up there. From Where did it go? Oh, here it is. Uh I do agree, JJ. Uh I can't get on board with Peterson because both of those interceptions he had were thrown to him. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I could have caught those. I'm sorry, Josh Allen. I love you, bro. But those were right to him. You so I, I do agree with JJ being the MVP in this one. Um it's funny. Uh, nobody's gonna say this about Kirk Cousins, but he tried to give the game away. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> like his thing is yeah, he he had three turnovers himself, I believe. I know there was two picks and I think there was a fumble as well. The strip sack. Yeah. So, he he tried, but um we tried harder <laughs> to yeah. give it away. <laughs> um we're the better team. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I wanted to ask you as far as the first half and how you felt in that because I did throw some some stuff to guess. So I got some notes here. I got Ooh, some notes. Notes. Uh, <laughs> cuz it's a lot. It's a lot of information here. Everybody's been saying for the last few weeks now, well, this past week, that Buffalo has played like garbage. They're 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 not a Super Bowl team. The last two and a half games, they haven't been this or they've been that or whatever. But I'm seeing a, a different game than that. Because if you watch these games in the first half, it's very different. Um just some of the here's some of the points of it. So in the last Three games in the first half alone. Where's it at? We have scored 62 points in the first half. We've outscored the opponent 62 to I think it was 27. Yeah, 27. 62 to 27.
1: It's pretty damn good. It's nine points. That's really
0: good. That's that's really good. In the second half, though, guess how many points we've scored in the second half? Nine. Yeah. Three field goals, one in each each half, um, and we've given up 50. Now, 50 sounds, eh, it's not terrible, but it's certainly not great for just a half of a game. But we had five turnovers, not counting the turnover in overtime. So just in the second half in the last three games, Buffalo's turned the ball over five times. The opponents have scored four touchdowns on those. That's 28 points right there, which is more than what the defense had given up in the first half in the last three games combined. So something is happening in the second half. Because the first half, Buffalo's killing it. They're still looking like the same dominant football team that we we watched the first six weeks. Um, some more numbers: total yards, seven hundred and seventy-four yards of offense in the first half, two hundred fifty-eight a, a half. That's insane.
1: Same. That's insane. insane. That's, <laughs> That's five hundred yards a game.
0: Yeah. Nuts! You know how many yards they have in the second half in the last three uh, weeks? It's like
1: about three hundred forty-one. Mm-hmm. I'm almost right with a hundred.
0: Yeah. 114 uh on average. Uh I don't really quite understand
1: so what's the what's, difference? I,
0: I don't know. The the turnovers is a big part of it. Like if you take those turnovers out of the out of the equation, um then we probably turn some of those into into points. Oh, well, we know but, that
1: but it doesn't some even some of have those were in the red zone. And it does, it doesn't even have to be points. I mean just let just Takes Until more time clock. off the yeah, it takes more time off the clock. At which in the second half is as good as getting points if you have a lead.
0: Yeah, I'm going to throw this up really quick because um, I have something to say, <laughs> and I'm sure you do too. Uh, <laughs> this is a response to what you said a while ago about Buffalo being the better team, and I'm sorry, Scott. I agree. It's been said. I've heard this said many times by not just fans, but media. Personnel as well, or uh, media personalities as well. The only team that's better or can beat the Bills this year is Bills. And and look at all three losses, and that's exactly what's happened. We keep making stupid mistakes that we haven't made previously. So, I, I still contend that Buffalo, they're the best team in the league. They're just kind of going through that slump right now, which happens. It happens.
1: Did you see the graphic of? Well. The I, I think it was all the way back to twenty thirteen of this of the Super Bowl winners records like how many losses they had, it was all four four five six six five four four five six. We're sitting at six and three. People need to relax. I am so happy we're six and three. Like this could have gone completely awry. Like when the Eagles like. Last time they were good. What half the year after they went to they won the Super Bowl, they barely won like six games or something like that. They couldn't. Wentz decided he couldn't. He didn't know how to throw a football. Like it, it, it's been hell. I mean, I'm so thankful that we've got to experience four years of this. Would I give it up for one Super Bowl? Yeah, I would. Like what the Rams are going through right now, but they won a Super Bowl last year. I I would. I'd take it all day long. I just, but the people that are, oh my God, we're six and three. We're this and that. We're the worst team in the league. People are starting to question Josh Allen. Yeah, there's no more Super Bowl. We're not even going to make the playoffs. We're the sixth seed now. Does everybody know that with literally one win, the Bills can be the number one seed again? These standings are going to get flipped on its head 17 times before anything is even (laughs) set. Like, yeah, everybody just needs to relax. There's, what well, we're 6 and 3 there's 8 8 more games in the season. We just crossed the halfway mark. Let's that's yep. give us some time. We were 7 and 6 last year. Think about it. it was even worse than what it is this year.
0: Yeah. Well, we talked about this um last week I think it was <laughs> Tampa Bay they were 7 and 5 before they started their run. Uh last year the Rams lost 3 games in the month of November.
1: Yeah, got blown out by the Titans at Yeah. Moment.
0: In fact, I think, um, if memory serves me correctly, Stafford actually, if he didn't lead the league in interceptions, he was top five. He He was way up there because he threw like six picks over the last three games. Mm -hmm. So if this kind of thing happens, everybody's coming out here and like, oh, there's something wrong with him. Um, Josh Allen needs to focus on football again and get his mind right because he's too worried about commercials and bullshit. That is the biggest crock of crap I've ever heard. Like, you seriously think these guys are, oh, this commercial, I gotta go do this commercial as soon as this game is over? Hey, man, I can't watch film
1: today. Like,
0: yeah, it's you think
1: that's filmed during the season, then you're an idiot. Like, if you think Josh Allen is doing any of this before, like, after I don't know what July when OTAs are you're i don't know what you're smoking like it it's ridiculous i don't I'm, i just don't understand that these guys have off time they have off days they have months off when you guys have the weekends off every weekend they work those seven straight days for what six months eight months and then they get two months off and then it's back to working out for six days a week
0: yeah Yeah, yeah. Scott, I do see your comments, and I'll get to those here in a little bit. But I want to get back to these numbers here really quick, too, because there was some other stuff that I I pulled up that was interesting. Everybody's talking about we got to run the ball. we got to run the ball. we got to run the ball. So I dug into the last three games as well in that aspect to see, is there something happening in the run game? Um, And I found some interesting stuff. First of all, and I think everybody can see this, we're running the ball in the first half more consistently than we do in the second half for whatever reason in the second half um I almost said day ball but um, Dorsey is calling the game like we're the ones behind I, I don't which I don't get I, like run the freaking ball kill some clock I mean I it just doesn't make sense. so here's what we've got so we go back to the Packers game 24 points in the first half they put up 254 uh, yards in the first half. They had 12 called runs. Now, I pulled out all of the scrambles. I did include the Josh Allen called runs because, obviously, that's part of the run game, but the scrambles, I I pulled those out. So, 12 carries, 91 yards. Oh, my god, That's pretty good. Uh, You think? (laughs) That is damn
1: good. Like, I take that any day. I mean, Um, that's more than seven yards a
0: carry. Yeah, yeah. The Jets, first half, we had 14 points, total 254 yards again. Um, we had 82 yards rushing on, again, 12 carries. Again, fantastic. That That's really good. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, this one, the Vikings, we put up 24 points in the first half, 14 runs, 70 yards, 266 total yards in the first half. Did have one turnover. We also had one turnover against the Jets in that first half. But that's just, But this is kind of what I'm pointing out is they are running the ball – consistently 14, 12, and 12 in the last three games. They're putting up some good numbers, 91, 82, 70 yards. Here's the second-half numbers, though. Against the Packers, we ran the ball 12 times, so the same as the first half, exactly the same, but only 43 yards, which almost four yards a carry. So it's not terrible, but even at three-and-a-half yards a carry, that's still the first down every three three runs, right? So it's fine. Um, but they only put up 126 yards and three points, so they didn't really do much. With you know that second half offensively, but the one thing that stood out to me was the fact that this, that particular game they ran it the same number of times um, than they than they did in the first half. That's the one that we did win. They ran it more in the second half against the Packers than they did either in the last two games. That's the one that they won because they shortened they the game.
1: The clock exactly.
0: Yeah, uh, against the Jets, we ran the ball seven times. For 23 yards. That's not very good. But they also only had 43 yards of offense in the second half of the Jets game. Like, the offense was terrible in the second half. I don't know what happened. No kidding. Uh, Against the Vikings, same thing. Only eight carries and only 19 yards. Only three points. Two turnovers. Like, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't understand why they're getting away from the run game. I don't necessarily believe that it's – a personnel issue. Singletary can get the job. You look at those first halves. Like, what did I say? The total was um, 243 yards rushing in the first half of the last three games. That's fantastic. Like, that's you'd ridiculous want that total. in your last
1: three entire games.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: The NFL teams would be thrilled with that.
0: Yeah. So, what is changing from the first half to the second half?
1: So, I think you hit it on the head perfectly last week that Ken Dorsey has fallen in love with Josh Allen. I mean, he it seems like he just gets in a rhythm in the first half. I mean, he gets in the rhythm with Josh Allen I and mean, calling the plays, you I know, mean, getting the run involved, getting just keeping the chains moving, keeping the ball moving. I mean, this pat this first half in the Vikings game, it looked like he was getting the ball out quicker. They were doing a little bit faster stuff like that. And in the second half they reverted back to exactly what they did in the Jets game they just sat back in the pocket let Josh hold on to it as long as he could to try to take as big of a shot as as he could or wanted um it 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 seems like I mean Dorsey's young you know he's inexperienced as as a play caller I mean it's this is all part of the growing pains I I I believe I mean I think I I think he's just and I have Josh Allen that we can keep moving the ball if I keep calling the plays. That's not always going to work. Like I, the Vikings dropped dropped eight, seven or eight most of the time.
0: Yeah, and i I think he's just he's being overly aggressive. He they're they're getting the lead, and then in the second half, I guess he just wants to like. He wants to sit, Josh, in the the fourth Which I get that I I understand that, but you've got to slow the game down in the second half when you have a two-score lead, especially in the fourth quarter. And in two of these three games, we had a two-score lead going into the fourth quarter. The only one we didn't was the the Jets. That one we were actually behind. We were down twenty to seventeen and couldn't get Jack after you know in that fourth quarter. Um, here's the other thing, which and this I found really interesting. I don't have an explanation for it. Um. So while I was digging through all these plays, and unfortunately, it's not easy finding a breakdown by quarter. You literally have to go play by play and add up these numbers on your own. So,
1: (laughs) Well, me and our crowd, thank you, (laughs) Ronnie.
0: So here's the thing. I noticed three opening drives, Mm -hmm. nine total plays, eight of them were a pass. All three were three and outs. Eight passes out of nine on our opening drives. Okay, go to the second drive, though. This is where I don't understand what happened. So the Bills' second drive in each of the last three games have totaled 26 plays, 16 runs. 16 of those 26 were run plays, called run plays. There was a couple of scrambles in there, too, I think. But, again, I consider those as passes because that's what they were called. Um, 26 plays, 16 runs, 10 passes. All three drives ended in a touchdown. And then they go away from that. 25% of the Bills' total runs in the last three games have come on the second drive. Twenty, A quarter of them. 42% of the, the calls in the first half were, were from that the second drive. Like, you've got something there. Why are they going away from it? I don't understand. Like, I, I get... Dorsey's young. He's inexperienced as a play caller. He's this, he's that. You and I have never done it before, and we're sitting here telling him what he should, needs to be doing. And we're not the only ones. Like, media is saying it. Fans are saying it. Like, dude, what are you doing? Maybe
1: we missed our calling, Ronnie.
0: <laughs> well, I've said that for a long time. I yeah, remember that,
1: <laughs> but my Madden record proves it.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. What, what do you think? What what needs to 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 change? What needs to happen? Is it just the play calling? Is that the bottom line?
1: I mean, like a, when you were when you texted me earlier and told me a little bit of what you of all of this basically that I want to run the ball more effectively. I don't want to run the ball more more often. I want it to be more effective. I want it to. In that second half, last game we called six runs, and two of them were in the fourth quarter. And I believe they both like got like they were we were stuffed on them. So I, to me, that yeah, makes think me so. think that okay, Dorsey's like nope, our only option. Like he, he like he gets like worried, he panics, and he just reverts back to all right, no, go with what we him. know. Yeah, Josh will save yeah. us. Yeah, I. I I like Ken Dorsey. I think he can he can do the job. I think he's proved that he can just with some of the the ways that Buffalo has been able to win this year. But I again, I, growing pains. I really think that's what this is. He's just he's learning, and he and he has to learn to find that balance.
0: Yeah, and, and I I wonder if there needs to be somebody in his ear telling him like whether that's Joe Brady or maybe that's, you know, McDermott himself. They're like, Hey, let's kind of get back into this mode a little bit. Well, I wonder if that happens or if they just like, he's the OC, we're going to ride with him. He's going to make the calls and we're going to roll with that. Um, Because that,
1: that's my question because yeah. McDermott's head coach. So all calls yeah. are coming through his headset period. So, that means he's okaying these calls. Now, we don't know how many calls are going into Josh as a designed run that he's checking out of into a pass. We we, we we will never know that. Yeah,
0: yeah. But
1: at the same time, this is also McDermott allowing all this to happen, whether, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I think it's not just Ken Dorsey. It's McDermott needs to learn and be better, and Dorsey definitely has to grow to be better.
0: Well, and if we're while we're on that, what about Frazier? Like,
1: I I'm a Frazier stand, I, so I'm probably the wrong right <laughs> person to. I love I, loves,
0: I love Frazier, and I think he's a great defensive coach. I do, um, but sometimes this coaching staff feels a little rigid. Like this isn't working, guys. It's okay to to change it up a little bit. Last year against Jonathan Taylor, we got ran all over. Like 200-something yards, which was great for my fantasy team. I, the, the silver lining there. I played
1: but, against him that day. <laughs>
0: I, I, I had out. him. But he never came out of that nickel. Like, I, don't, which I just don't understand that. If you're getting your the football crammed down your throat, put that third linebacker on the field, Taron Johnson's a great player. but
1: Yeah, but we don't you know. know. I mean, we don't know Terrell Bernard's going to be much better than Teron Johnson's going to be, though. The, the same size, <laughs> you know. I mean, think about it that way. I mean, Teron Johnson's fat, like faster and more athletic. That's why he's a nickel corner and not not a linebacker like Terrell Bernard.
0: But he's a corner. His expertise is the pass defense. Like I, I know he's pretty good in the run defense, especially for a corner, as a guy in the slot. But. Bernard has filled in for our linebackers in the past, and he's played relatively well. No, he's not a Milano or an Edmonds, but he's played pretty well.
1: See, I'm going a lot more for Bernard. It, I've never been a fan.
0: And not only that, though, you, you think about this. When you're a slot corner, you're already on one side or the other. You're not kind of in the middle. If you go with three linebackers, you've got the middle covered, and then they can go out – to the boundaries if they need to, depending on the play call. If like it's a you know a sweep or whatever, going to the boundaries, then they can react to that. But so often we see our often our, our def, uh, uh, yeah our defensive front get gashed up the middle. You got three linebackers that stops.
1: Now, so well, if that if that's the case, why wouldn't we be putting in um, Terrell Dodson?
0: That's what I'm saying. Uh, Why don't but, we?
1: Because <laughs> he's n- not that good, Greg.
0: <laughs> I think he is. I think he is more than he's, capable. He's good.
1: I just—he's <laughs> good, but he's—I—I I don't want—I don't want him on the field over Teron Johnson. I, I'll say that. I believe. I—I I, I love the nickel defense. I've ever since I was little. I've always loved it. I've always been. I never understood why I would rather have somebody that's there. That's able to cover a tight end or a running back or a wide receiver than somebody that is mismatched. If it's any sort of anything other than a downhill run.
0: Um, Well, yeah, but that's the the point though being, and I'm not saying get away from that completely because this is a passing league. so that's why that they do that. But the Colts are not a passing team. The Browns this coming week are not a passing team. Like, and even like in this game against the Vikings, I, it makes sense. I, I'm fine with the nickel because they have They're they have the the, they the, run. the Dalvin Cook and Thielen and Jefferson and and, and now Hawkinson. So I, it makes sense. But when you face teams like Pittsburgh or um, the Jets, yeah. Zach Wilson's not going to beat you with his freaking arm.
1: Apparently, get he nickel. is. <laughs> apparently we get out of the he, nickel. Apparently, he can beat you with his arm.
0: No, they beat us with the legs of their running backs, <laughs> which could have been stopped with three linebackers.
1: Oh, Ronnie, you and I Moving could going on four on this one.
0: <laughs> okay, um, so that's all the numbers I have. The biggest things, I you know, two turnovers in the first half, five in the second half, six if you can, counting the overtime pick uh, on Sunday. Um, I just think that that second half, they need to start shortening the game yep. with more call runs. Yep. I think that the effectiveness is there. Do we sometimes get stuffed at the line? Yes. But then I get sometimes he breaks one. Like he had a 25-yard run um, in that first half where he came off tackle and he, he shook it's the crap to, out of the DB.
1: <laughs> time to stop babing James Cook as well. Oh, and yeah. use that shiny new toy you just traded for two weeks ago.
0: that's Zero might- carries.
1: Yeah, that might be a good possibility, like a good thing to do.
0: Yeah. But
1: anyway, on to a new and better week.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, on to a new and better week. Um, so I'll, let me go back to this really quick because I told Scott I would. Um, where'd it go? Oh, yeah. So we've heard this before. This has been kind of a thing, which uh, it, it is what it is until we prove otherwise again even though we went back-to-back one-score games prior to this little slide here again. I mean, look um, at the,
1: I'd like to, I'd like him to look up the record from the three years previous. Yeah. Then get back to me.
0: Yeah. Well, even the Vikings last year, they were like miserable in one-score games too. This year they're winning mm-hmm. them. It's a yep. very cyclical thing. It's not like – it's not what determines how good a team is. Sometimes it just happens that way. When the Vikings like,
1: went 13-3, they won every single – once yeah. we're it that year, every single one. Yeah. This year, last year, we're losing them because that's exactly what, ha- what Ronnie said. That's what happens. That's all part of it. You're not going to be yeah. perfect every single time.
0: I, I will say this. Um, if I could have my pick of Super Bowl teams, I would love it to be the Bills and Vikings.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think that would be right.
0: I mean two oh and four teams in the Super Bowl, somebody's yeah. gonna finally Somebody get that first get, Super Bowl? exactly. That's even, cool.
1: <laughs> plus, we get to even, shut even up.
0: though obviously I would rather it be Buffalo getting that, even if it wasn't and the Vikings got it, you're gonna be
1: happiness for it. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I was when the Eagles won. I texted my best man. I said, from another fan base that's never won one to one that just got their first. Congratulations! Like, I'm happy for you. I can't yeah. wait and I hope one day I get to see this speaking yeah. of Eagles. <laughs> my wife woke up very happy camper today, knowing that her commanders beat the Eagles. And then when I, when I turned the TV on this morning, first thing I saw was the last play of the game with the lat, with all the laterals and the commander scoring a last second touchdown. That was awesome. That was absolutely. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Um, I watched the game up till, well, I didn't watch the whole game, because I was. <laughs> I'm gonna show my nerddom right now, but I was playing God of War, uh, so I was kind of switching back and forth between the game, but um, yeah, I, I can't say that I'm shocked necessarily. I'm not, because, well, first of all, Washington's got some pieces. They really and now, do, and now they're getting
1: Chase Young back.
0: Yeah, so they they've got some guys over there that can play, um, and just the way that this season is shaping up so far, it really truly is any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we've always known that to be the case. Even though I think some of us, myself included, felt like there was you know Buffalo's going undefeated uh, the way they were playing initially, but again, this kind of thing happens. Anybody can win on any on any day. Um, so, we're talking about the AFC East, but before we get into that, because we'll kind of, of course, go through the division standings and whatnot, but um, <clears throat> was there any other games from the weekend other than, obviously, the, the Washington Commanders getting that that win that, that surprised you or, or, or stood out to you?
1: I was, to me, like watching the Bucks game, I got to be honest, they the, the score was closer than what the game felt. It lo- like to me it seemed like the Bucks were in control the whole time. It seemed like it kinda seemed like Brady was kinda getting his touch back. He was kinda getting his magic back. I mean I, Leonard Fournette went down with injury, but Rashad White stepped up and ran like a man on a mission. And he looked second, good. yeah, he looked damn good. My fantasy team's gonna be really upset <laughs> for it. Um but I I, I mean he was hitting Godwin, he was hitting Evans. He he hit Julio.
0: That was cool.
1: I mean, I agree. The Julio touchdown, I really, I appreciated that one. Yeah, uh, but it's, I mean, just like the Bills, you know, they started. The Bucks might be starting in a slump. They might, you know, they're not going in. They're not going into or coming out of, or they're coming out of it now. You know, maybe they're gonna hit their stride, and they're in. I'd Possibly. say weakest division in uh, football. I think they're gonna well, yeah. I think they're gonna walk away with that handily and I think, like
0: five and five, I think, and then they're in first place too. So yeah, and yeah,
1: but I, I think they're I think they're gonna be like I think they're gonna be scary. One of those teams that in the wild card teams do not want to
0: play. Yeah, definitely. Because again, that's another team that's got they got some guys over there too. Obviously they got Tom Brady. Um you, you know, you're talking about them kind of coming out of the slump and You know, maybe their down part of the year was just the beginning. That kind of reminded me back in the 90s, uh, Buffalo, um, they lost to the Cowboys, of course, in the Super Bowl. The year after that, we played Dallas in a regular season game week two. Uh, I don't recall the score, but we did win. And Dallas started the season 0-2. And, oh, my gosh. Like, I could, if we had social media back then, I could not imagine what people have been saying because just the media alone was like, Dallas is done, it's over, their dynasty is no more, da da da, da. And then they just, you know, obviously they rolled and got another Super Bowl and everything was fine. Um, so, again, going back to that whole idea, that shit happens. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't – it shouldn't change the fact that, in our case with the Pills, they're Super Bowl favorite. This loss to the Commanders should not change the fact that the Eagles are one of the best teams in the NFC and should be considered a Super Bowl favorite.
1: Absolutely, 100%.
0: All right, Scott's bouncing. He says good good night. Thanks
1: <laughs> right, Scott. Thanks, buddy.
0: Um, yeah, the, the Tampa Bay game game. I did watch some of that. Um
1: you're a big red zone guy. It's good. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah Buffalo's too. not playing, I got it on red zone. Me too. Yeah. Uh there weren't any other games that really stood out I, that I can recall off the top of my head. Um we looked back at though at the AFC East. Let me just put this up here really quick while we're Real talking quick about the AC.
1: Jeff Saturday getting your first career coaching win. I thought that was hilarious.
0: Especially <laughs> uh, over Yeah, good point, good point. Especially
1: over two weeks ago, he tweeted out that the Raiders are quote trash. And next yep. thing you know, his first career win is against the Raiders.
0: <laughs> just, that's crazy that he got the win. Uh I saw a thing where it basically uh, something I think it was on Twitter, but a graphic basically breaking down the, the snap shares for the running backs for each team. It was geared towards fantasy football, of course. But um, Jonathan Taylor had like 80-something percent of the snap share over nice. Deion Jackson, I think is his name. Again, great for my fantasy team. JT is finally back. <laughs> but I, let me ask you, because since bringing up the Colts, I've actually seen some some uh, Frank Reich love popping up from Bill's Mafia, wanting him to, no. to come over. And I assume replace Ken Dorsey. No. No. And that's it. You,
1: you can't get rid of a co- I, I don't understand how you can get rid of a coach. Unless it's blat- I mean Urban Meyer. I mean that was that's blatant. You know, th- like those kind of situations, but the Bills are having success. There's no reason to get rid of Ken Dorsey. I agree. Um, zero whatsoever. I mean, if he wants to come in as an offensive coach, fuck hell yeah, I'll take him. Like who wouldn't? He was just a head coach. He he was a uh, offensive coordinator for a Super Bowl winning team. You know, I, yes, I want. Him, I would like for him to be on the staff. Do I want him to replace Ken Dorsey? No, I don't.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, <clears throat> it's an unfortunate thing for him, honestly, getting Ken from Indianapolis. I think he's a good coach, and I do think he'll land somewhere else as a head coach again. Uh, the team did not do him any favors with their QB situation.
1: I, I think he got a raw deal.
0: Yeah, a different quarterback every single year. Like I, I, I understand that they're trying to win now because they have a roster to do that, or at least we thought they did. Um, so I understand trying to bring in a vet, but I mean, you're bringing in like 40 year old vets, and unless your name is Tom Brady, that's not a good recipe. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Or looking at the
1: Carson Wentz.
0: Yeah. Um. And, obviously, there's a special place in Biles Mafia for Frank Reich. I mean, he did lead the greatest comeback in NFL history for us. Absolutely. So, there's definitely history there with Biles Mafia. So, I understand why people want him to come over. Um, AFC East Division. Holy crap, dude. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Is- All four of these teams, as of right now, would be in the playoffs.
1: I, which, like I like that graphic on Facebook, remember when we talked about the a, the AFC West putting four teams in the playoffs. And now it's, we were on, we were just on the wrong coast. That's all. <laughs> um, Apparently th- this is just insane to me, but it,
0: yeah,
1: it, but it, to me, the only real surprising part of this is the jets being as good as they are. My Miami, this doesn't surprise me at all. Cause I said it all. I said it all year going into this season that Miami was going to be a Hell of a football team getting Tyree Kill. because they already had Jalen Waddell. You can't cover two all-world speedsters.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It...
1: The points, the points are what really tell a story, though, because up until this exactly. past, up until this past week, this past Sunday, Miami had actually allowed more points than they had scored. So they just ticked. They just finally came into the positive. But look at Buffalo. I mean, they have the highest ninety nine points. They have the highest, have Still the highest the best
0: point differential,
1: and it's not even close because the yeah. Eagles were second and they just lost. So yeah, I, I I just Buffalo's a damn good team. We've had some bad breaks these last couple of games. It's been a rough month, but we're gonna about to have yeah. we're about to have a snow game. That's all, <laughs> and Buffaloes love snow.
0: You know, I keep hearing, too, that um, there's a possibility. Well, I don't want to say keep hearing, but I've heard that there's a possibility they can move the game to Detroit because Detroit's not going to be home. So they are about the same distance from Cleveland and Buffalo. Um, And I think that's happened before. I can't recall. Was it a Bills game?
1: Well, they were going to move. Yeah, they had to play in Minnesota. And
0: what happened, though? Because I, I know that there's a precedent for them moving a game like that. I just – I can't rem- remember exactly what it was.
1: I don't remember either.
0: Or... Yeah. But I I hope they don't. Like, that's – You're telling me. I... Like, okay. That would be like saying, oh, you guys are playing in Miami next week and it's going to be 100 plus degrees with 130 degree – humid or 100% humidity. We're going to not move the game. So if we don't move that game, that literally almost killed our players <laughs> – why would we move the Bills game and take away our home field advantage? Because that is our home field advantage.
1: Yep. Maybe yeah, not I, so much
0: for Cleveland because the weather's similar, but still.
1: I don't it has to do with like public safety. And I and I will tell you, I mean, I saw a thing on Facebook about forty five minutes before we got on here, and the new updated graphic radar graphic was thirty four inches for by Sunday for Buffalo. I mean, but that's nothing I, new, is it? I, this early in the year, it, that that I mean, that's a lot. I mean, th- and that's a lot coming quick. And we—I sent you a picture. We have a light dusting out right now, but I mean, thirty-four. I mean, thirty-four inches is a lot.
0: Yeah, would you believe me if I told you we've already had snow here in Idaho?
1: Probably, because I, I never. <laughs> I, don't, I think only two other people in my life I've known has gone to Idaho and it wasn't on purpose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've actually already had some snow here as well. Not 34 inches. I'm, <clears throat> I, I wanted to bring that up because when we were there in January, it was snowing. Um, and the one thing that really stood out to me and my wife as we were walking around and stuff and, and driving around. Well, we weren't driving. We did Uber the whole time so we could... Check out all the wonderful beer breweries you guys have over there. Um, so I think we're probably pretty much at least buzzed the whole trip. But anyways, <laughs> um, oh. the streets were clear. The sidewalks were clear. Like you had three feet of snow on either side of the sidewalk, but everything was clear. It was no problem getting around. Um, and that for us was kind of like, wow, that's that's kind of cool. Because when it snows like that here – the city's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, oh, my gosh, there's snow. <laughs> Get a shovel out. Let's start moving the snow <laughs> See,
1: This is called practice. <laughs>
0: yeah. This is
1: called years of
0: practice. Every,
1: It's yeah. like tradition around this time for everybody, like, to walk around, on, like, a Saturday or Sunday and see a bunch of guys with their garage doors open and just getting ready, getting their snowboard ready for the year. Not a snowmobile or are snowblower because nobody wants to pay how much it costs to get their freaking uh, driveway plowed.
0: Oh, don't bring me into that. Oh, that reminds me. We had – this was, I think, four years ago, four or five years ago. Maybe Yeah, I think it's five. We had what us Idahoans call snowmageddon. What
1: would you <laughs> get, six inches?
0: No, we actually get snow here. But we I, I don't remember the – I don't know the inches or – or I don't remember, but it was record setting. Like we hadn't had that kind of snowfall in like 50 something years. They, they said, um, and I remember, so the streets in the neighborhood, especially were just ice. I don't know how many times I had to go out there and help a, a Dodge Charger out of the snow. I was like, dude, keep your freaking car in the garage. It doesn't want work out here.
1: <laughs> Rear wheel drive does not work. In snow.
0: Yeah. But our neighborhood, some of the, the, uh, People around here were, you know, complaining about the roads and like, I can't get out of my driveway and it's icy, it's dangerous, which I get it. Sure it is. Just drive slow. But so our HOA spent, I don't know how much, no idea, but so much of our HOA money and our our fees that we pay every year to bring in a contractor to clear our streets. The next week, everything warmed back up and the snow was gone. Not, Not gone, gone, but. I was like, oh my gosh! I was so frustrated because, you know, they had plans to build this and do this in our neighborhood and give us that. All that got stopped because we had to spend money on that. And like, oh no I mean, if you guys need a ride to work, I got a four wheel drive truck out there. I'll come pick you up. You can pay me like you know Uber fees. Here's twenty. <laughs> give me twenty bucks. I'll bring you to work. Yeah. Right? Um, it's funny. We just bought that truck that same that summer in August. And then a few months later, that hit, and I was like, I am so glad we got this truck because we could get out and get around as opposed to being stuck in the house. But yeah, anyways. has
1: an all-wheel drive car around here at least. All right, you would have to. Oh, yeah.
0: All right, so we're going to move on. Sorry, I kind of went on a tangent there. Thank um, you, Michael. Score, <laughs> score predictions for the Browns. If Is there anything with this game that like concerns you? Like, Are you going into this game thinking – we're going to be fine. Or are you like, I don't know, this is a little, this could it's, happen that could happen. It's going
1: to be a tough game. I mean, Nick Chubb, I think personally, Nick Chubb's the best running back, like pure running back in the NFL. He's so good. And then that's a
0: debate for another time, but his,
1: continue. I, we can have that all day long. Um, <laughs> and then his running partner, Kareem Hunt, they got everybody in Bill's Mafia wanted to trade for, and for a reason, because he's a damn good running back.
0: They scare Not the everybody.
1: They scare the hell out of me. No, you and I didn't. Um, but I, they still have Jacoby Brissett. Their best wide receiver is Amari Cooper, who has played well this year, but has also disappeared many, many times. Um, yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones has stepped up. I mean, he's, and fantasy-wise, he's had more than 11 points in the last four weeks, which – that's pr- that's pretty good. If you play fantasy football, you can figure out that that's pretty good stats. Yeah. Um I I think we're going to break the losing streak against this team. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a closer game, something like a 24-16 type type game, 24-17. Um but I I think I still I still think the Bills are too good. I that's really what it breaks yeah. down to. Is I think I still think they're too good, and I think, I think this, I think losing to the Vikings and giving up 196 yards, Jeff, Justin Jefferson is going to light a fire under everybody's ass, and we will finally see Trey White on the field. I know I said it last week, but <laughs> I, something's. I'm going to say it every week until he comes in. I, I think
0: eventually you'll be right.
1: Yeah, eventually. And I don't care how long it takes. I want to see this guy in the field. And I think, I mean, just the way, how porous the past defense was last week, there's enough holes there to where, yes, we're going to finally start giving up some passing yards. You know, we basically have an entire second defense, second string defense, defensive secondary. Gee, now that's hard to say. <laughs> um, I mean, going against an all pro wide receiver. You know, he's broken every receiving record there was in the first three years of a career. I just yeah. I think Trey White's gonna see that and be like, all right, screw this, let's go. It's time. They need me.
0: I hope so. I know there's been some talk this week about Trey White and being more of a mental issue now as opposed to physical. Um, I've never personally had any major surgeries. I, I did I well, I, I guess I did when I was two years old, but
1: <laughs> whatever. Um, You're telling me you haven't had brain surgery?
0: No, nope, I have not.
1: <laughs> but that would be explained a lot.
0: You, we hear that before, though, with players when they have this type of an injury, that it sometimes does take them a minute to feel confident in the knee. Even though it might be 100%, it's almost like, uh, I guess you could say, like a typical situation with like PTSD. I don't like to necessarily make that comparison because I, I know people that have truly experienced PTSD, obviously, but something bad has happened to you and now you got to get past the mental part of it where I'm okay. I can do this still. I can do this again. And so that's kind of the only comparison, I guess I, you know, I would, I would make there, but I, I mean, I don't know Trey White. I, I didn't have a conversation with him. No. Um, so I don't know if that's the case. McDermott, he, I mean, don't have a conversation with him either. I will say this there are some fans are out there that are like, well, we should, we need to know this bull crap, you know, half ass answers isn't good enough. Like, as fans, I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't buy into the whole notion that we deserve or have the right to
1: anything. We, as fans, you are not entitled to diddly. That's,
0: yeah. I mean, I get it. We, we buy tickets, we buy merchandise and this and that. But you know what? I pay for my, my phone bill but I don't go in there demanding how your employees are doing.
1: Hey. <laughs> hey, 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 there you go. Perfect scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Did Jim get a break today? Like, I get it. I get it. I get it.
0: So I, I do hope he, he gets back on the field soon. Um, I, Cause he obviously he's going to need to get, you know, football shape, game time, game playing shape. You can only do so much in practice. I'm, so we'll see. Maybe this is the perfect game. Well, maybe not if the weather's going to be crappy. Like, you might not want to test that knee on the snow and the ice. I don't know.
1: I'm not a doctor. <laughs>
0: Me I just want to
1: see this MF on the field. That's all I got to yeah. say.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm not growing antsy in like against him or against the Bills. I'm just growing antsy because I'm like, all right, we're starting to struggle a little bit. Like, we could use an all pro. Like, let's go. Come on. Oh, wait, we might even get two with Jordan Poyer. Like,
0: Oh man, we gotta get Poyer back on the field too. Yeah. Well, the, all three losses have been when he's out.
1: Yep. Poyer and Hamlin, that that are two best safeties on this team.
0: Yeah, and I and I do think that um before it was Jaquan Johnson, and I I feel like he played pretty well initially. It seems like he regressed. I don't know. Yeah. And then you got Hamlin, of course, and now Cam Lewis is in there, and of course they signed Dean Marlowe. Uh, or traded for Dean Marlowe. But um, I, I kind of feel like the, some of these big plays that have happened to us in, in the last few weeks, and even going back to the Miami game, some of those I don't believe happen if Hoyer's in the game. Correct. Um, Correct. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and they made a really good point. Like Our backup safeties are playing well, but they don't have that game experience, that intuition that tells your brain – I need to do this right now because this is this is happening, and and can process that that quickly. Whereas Poyer can, he's seen all of this. He's seen every possible play that can be thrown at him, so he's going to react quicker and get over in position quicker than Hamlin or Johnson or Marlowe or any of these guys for that matter. Um, and that split second difference makes all the difference.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. For me, the concern, I, I have concerns with Nick Chubb. I do. Um, I think our defense is good. Uh, I mean, even if you look at the, the Vikings game, they had Cook bottled up all the one play. And then the last one. drive of the game, they couldn't seem to stop him. But 81 yards on one play, he had 15 yards on six carries prior to that. Yep. So I'm not, I'm a little worried that Chubb's going to have a day. As long as he doesn't have a 200-yard day, I think we'll be fine, though. Because <laughs> I, I do think he gets his 100 yards. I, I do. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm not saying that's like any kind of bull take or anything, but Nick Chubb is, a, is like a Justin Jefferson. They're going to get theirs. Yep. The best you can do is is to hope they don't have a career day. Um, Unless we go with three linebackers. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> not a chance.
0: All right, score prediction. What you got?
1: 24 24 to 20 Buffalo.
0: 24 20 Buffalo. Yes, sir. Hmm. I think Buffalo scores more than that. Brown's defense, while it's – it's not bad.
1: Remember, it's snow.
0: I know. But eh. – mm-hmm. You ever played football? Is it going to be snowing the during side? the game, though? Yep. Like a lot. Like Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, 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 fine. Um, I'll stick – I'm going to go with 27 and – I'm gonna say 2717.
1: I like it. Should we bring our I, I think, in for a guest appearance? A guest what's that? Should we bring our producer in for a guest prediction?
0: <laughs> wow, he's sitting there laughing. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. What's up, Mike? <laughs> wow. Well, like, oh, I wore my shirt just in case. What you got? Those are, those are pretty pretty good
1: predictions, and I, I think we're all on the same page here. Um, I'm going to say 27, 13 bills. We come back, get away
0: from our losing ways and hopefully try to put most of that behind us. <laughs> I think we will eventually. I hope it's this week, but if not, it, the sky is not falling. It's a lot of seasons still. Um, uh, I do want to give you a shout out, Mike. You <laughs> did predict the Vikings would win. Um, and even and though I want to punch in the throat for that, uh,
1: no, <laughs> and he was one point off on both yeah. scores. I we, were say each,
0: we were each so close to all three of us in the fourth quarter <laughs> at one point. But uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I wanted to uh, do here. Um, I had a graphic I wanted to share, but unfortunately, technical difficulties, it's not coming up. But um, the Mission 22, again, the Bills Mafia Babes. Oh, and here it is. It finally popped up. So I'll go ahead and share it. But um, Bill's Mafia Babes, they are, of course, supporting the Mission 22 uh, this month. So we're just going to throw this little thing up there. And, you know, I've kind of talked a little bit about my military background today. And so kind of going back to this, you know, it is kind of an important one for me. But, again, you can go to the Bill's Mafia Babes uh, Twitter page. They also have a Facebook group. Go there. The link is there if you want to donate. Uh, anything that's donated through this is, um, you know, basically check is written and handed over to the Mission Twenty Two Foundation that supports, you know, of course the the military veterans and their families. So this is this is pretty cool.
1: Oh, this is it's insane. I mean, I say it every time. What these women do to, for the community and everybody is just so in, incredible. It's so fun, like. I I don't have like the words for it. I I just don't know. I've never met somebody that was so caring about their community and about everybody in it, no matter what point blank period. No, what what Chris and the bills, mafia babes do is just so it's very inspiring.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, There's also something today. I'm going to pull it up on on Twitter uh, because again, it was more work that the bills, mafia babes are doing. And I know we're a little bit over time, but I do want to kind of shout this one out as well. Because it's, you know, again, it's really cool. So the, um, the Punt Foundation, P-U-N-T, along with Dawson Knox, uh, they held a press conference and announced that $230,000 was raised from over 9,000 donations in memory of Luke Knox. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. And this is why I love Bill's Mafia. And I tweeted this out. And I did a little a retweet on it. And I basically said, I know Bill's Mafia is frustrated with these games, but remember what's important in life. Not the game. Yes, we all want to win. Yes, we all want a Super Bowl. But what these players and and some of these fans are doing for the communities and the people, um, that's what's important.
1: At, for absolutely, I saw that. I saw that same tweet a little bit around the same time you did, and I just yeah, I
0: it couldn't right believe. I, I couldn't.
1: I couldn't believe. I knew that there was a lot of money raised um, for Dawson when that happened
0: almost a quarter of a million.
1: But I never heard like what I usually they come out with those totals, you know, kind of re, um kind of quick. And so but I never I never really thought that they never came out with it. So when i heard those almost like you just said almost a quarter of a million dollars, I that that's just so cool. You know, I mean Bill's Mafia is yeah. the best. And this is example A right here.
0: It is. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll leave on this note or not when I leave, but on this note, we'll kind of close the show. <laughs> there are some people on Twitter that <clears throat> just need to shut up. Like any reference to Bills, Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, whatever, you should remove it from Twitter. Remove it from your bio um, because you're basically an embarrassment to what Bills Mafia truly is and what we are about. Because all the slander of the players and all the attacking and personal attacks of the players and the fans, that's got to stop. I, I, I can't stand it. I hate it. Lots of keyboard warriors out there. And if you're one of those people I'm talking to you, just knock it off. Stop. Delete your account. Go away. We don't want you. And that's all I had to say on that. You know. All right. Till next week, everybody. I appreciate you listening. Um, again, hit the subscribe button, share, like, review, rate, all of those fun, cool things. We appreciate your support. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills.